0: And the NASCAR championship race in Phoenix is underway. Hendrick Motorsports going at it now for the number one position and potentially the championship. Chase Elliott to the bottom, Kyle Larson to the top. Close here, they're around to the left side, a pump and the half of the jack, on Larson, Sunoco fuel is in, the race off from Perrault, Kyle Larson's crew wins the battle off from Perrault. Here he comes now, absent a year ago, he's back now, and now he is a Cup Series champion in 2021, Kyle Larson across the line. Hello again, and welcome to Selling Speed, the podcast, I am your host, Bob Quick from M. And this is, uh, well, to be honest with you, it's renewal season and we are up to our uh, elbows and alligators here in the uh, affiliates portion of MRN. So I am going to play for you the recording from our webinar, our local MRN sales webinar that we had uh, this past week. And in case you didn't uh, have a chance to to log in and check it out, we had about 30 stations on the uh, webinar and uh, they were treated with uh, some information uh, about last season about the upcoming season about the nascar fan as well as best practices for prospecting pitching and pricing so without further ado i'm going to introduce to you a man who is an expert in selling nascar (laughs) me well welcome everyone uh my name is Bob Quick. I'm Senior Manager of Radio Partnerships of Traffic at uh, Motor Racing Network. I've been with the network for almost seven years now. Um, I work with about 30 of the 50 states as far as uh, affiliations go, but I work with the entire network uh, to try to help you ring the cash register locally. And hopefully uh, after this presentation, you'll have gotten some new ideas and some maybe some new information that will help you with those those hot buttons um, when you're out uh, pitching and prospecting your NASCAR sales. We are uh, just about four weeks from the Daytona 500 and uh, things are starting to get busy around around the the mothership here in Concord, North Carolina. Our goals for the meeting today is we're gonna take a look back. Um, We don't always hear good news about uh, the NASCAR uh, NASCAR in the mainstream media. So we're gonna share some of the successes from the 2021 season. We're gonna look ahead to some of the changes coming to this season here in 2022. We'll uh, go over the NASCAR fan and some of the demographics that are very sellable. Uh, We'll take a look at some common objections. Uh, Finally, taking a look at uh, some traditional and non-traditional categories that you can prospect and pitch to, and then uh, follow up the entire presentation with uh, just a kind of a summary on some of the best practices for packaging and for for pricing in your local market. So without further ado, let's uh, hit the next slide. So in 2021, there's a uh, bunch of great um, information uh, that has come out of the success of the NASCAR season for 2021. I'm just going to hit a couple of the of the highlights. Some of it uh, directly to sales. Some of it for the sport. Um, but uh, a lot of it. Uh, is all very, very interesting and shows that the investment that NASCAR has made um, over the past couple of years to modernize and to uh, to uh, grow the sport is really working. Uh, the first one I want to hit is we had 16 different winners in the Cup Series. That's the most since 2013, shows the parity in the sport. And I think more of that's going to happen with the new car, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, Added five new tracks uh, to the schedule in uh, 2021. It was the biggest shakeup of the schedule in uh, almost 50 years. Um, 20% more fans uh, camped at events in uh, 2021 versus uh, uh, before the pandemic in 2019. TV audience share increased by 11%. It's just about the only thing on television that showed a growth in share. Now remember the share is a little bit different than a uh, number of viewers. Um, share reflects the number of households that actually have um, have television. Um, you know that's been hugely um, affected by cable cutting and uh, we're the only sport to have grown in share. Um, over that time period. So keep that in mind when people are talking about seeing ratings going down or viewership going down. Our share has increased um, uh, compared to uh, the share we had in 2019. Uh, 20, it's been 23 years since uh, back-to-back champs were under the age of 30. I think that shows there's a nice bright future as far as talent is concerned in the sport. And uh, 17 weeks, for seven, 17 weeks, 17 times over the 2021 season, uh, NASCAR was the number one or number two most watched weekend sporting event uh, in the entire country. So um, it just goes to show you that uh, the the audience is still there, still craving the sport, and we're growing new fans as well. Otherwise, that, uh, that share uh, wouldn't increase, and uh, we wouldn't see the successes as far as uh, television viewership is concerned. Speaking of uh, television viewership, uh, on average, it's about 3 million people watching uh, a NASCAR Cup Series event. Xfinity is just a little over a million. And uh, the uh, Truck Series is uh, somewhere around 600,000. And you can see how they stack up versus average um, uh, games or events uh, from the other professional sports. And as you can see, um, it, it just completely... Um, just dominates uh, the cup series dominates over pretty much every other sport except for the NFL. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a good, uh, good um, indicator of, you know, the support of the fans, even with uh, all the cable cutting that we've seen as far as uh, television has been concerned over the last five years or so. So that's a little uh, highlight of uh, 2021. Let's take a look at, uh, you know, looking ahead to 2022. Uh, NASCAR has uh, a fan council, and this is uh, uh, how uh, that fan base is uh, has um, um, uh, shown their excitement uh, for some of the changes coming in 2022. Um, four out of five uh, fans uh, really like that new next-gen car that's being debuted for the first time here in two weeks at the Clash in Los Angeles. Um you know, they're putting the stock back in stock cars. Um, this, and, and, and some of the old guard doesn't necessarily think that. You'll hear some negativity, um, especially on social media about the car. But in reality, it's, it's really um, working with the original equipment manufacturers. They've really done a great job in um, making these cars look like what they're supposed to look like, whether it's the Mustang, the Camry, or the Camaro. Um, it's, uh, it's, um, got technology that the OEMs that you're going to find in your car, in your, in your driveway, instead of, uh, a car that, um, would have been in your driveway in 1956, which is what the old platform was based on. Um, it really, like I said, it really puts the stock back in stock cars. Um, two out of three avid fan likability for the 2022 schedule. That's a great harbinger of, uh, you know, the fact that uh, we went to so many new tracks last year and so many of those are coming back this year. Plus the added um, uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway and the reconfigured Atlanta Motor Speedway, the return to Auto Club Speedway in, uh, in California for the first time in two years and the addition of the Clash at the LA Coliseum here in two weeks. Um, that's a, that, that's just going to be a home run. It's very close. It's within a couple thousand of selling out for the seats that they have available to sell. Um, and it's in the heart of what, uh, many people wouldn't necessarily think is NASCAR country. And, um, it, it's, it's going to be quite the event, quite the spectacle. I hope you, uh, you, uh, you tune us in, um, uh, during that event, cause it's going to be something special in the debut of this, of this car. Nine out of 10 fans are uh, anticipating that the racing is gonna be very exciting with the new car. And nine out of 10 Gen Z fans think the sport is headed in the right direction. And that's uh, that's a good indicator, uh, you know, that's Gen Z, that Gen Z, that, that, um, that uh, age group, you know, that's the working high earning potential years uh, that group is right in the middle of those and so that's a good good indicator that these folks are going to want to go buy tickets they're going to want to buy merchandise uh, they're going to pay attention and follow it on the radio and on TV and on social media so it's a it's a good indicator that uh, that uh, we're headed in the right direction and are going to have an exciting 2022 Speaking of listenership on the radio we uh, hear it uh, well any any live sports aren't, we, we, we don't use Nielsen to sell um, live play by play. We don't, uh, Westwood One doesn't for the NFL or baseball or any other sport. We use a, a service called uh, uh, Ipsos GFK. Um, it used to be called Omnitel back in the day, um, but they've had a couple uh, acquisition and mergers over, over the last few years. Um, and their methodology isn't the same as as, as Nielsen, so you're going to see some big numbers here um, when it comes to uh, people um, following the sport uh, via audio. And I say via audio because it doesn't. It's not just radio. It is um, traditional radio. It's traditional radio streams. It's our stream. It's NASCAR.com stream. It's SiriusXM. It's pretty much anywhere where you can hear a race. Uh, they will uh, actually make telephone calls and poll people to find out if they heard the NASCAR race over the weekend. And uh, they ask them a bunch of questions. And this is where they come up with their average quarter hours uh, for an average race uh, on, 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 uh, on, on, on MRN or PRN. And um, you know, you have 5.1 million in an average quarter hour for a race on, on MRN is pretty stout, pretty stout, pretty good number. Um, like I said, it's measured differently than Nielsen. So the number looks a little different than what you, we just saw for, um, as far as uh, television audience and whatnot, but you know, one of the strengths of radio is that you can bring it with you, right? So you don't have to be sitting down and, 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 uh, attached to a television. So, uh, you know, that it, it brings that into account as well. So I think it shows a, a good, healthy, um, f- uh, following on the radio of, uh, of uh of the sport but who is listening well those nascar radio listeners 67% male just like any other professional sport it's heavy male um approximately two out of five um fans are 18 to 44 years old that kind of includes uh, the low end of of uh of the uh, gen x generation and uh and the millennials so that's a good good sign. One out of three households have children. Uh, The average household income is $84,000. That's a good, um, you know, I don't think you can find, you'll find any, um, any client that doesn't want somebody uh, that makes that kind of money in their business. Uh, Approximately three out of four NASCAR fans are homeowners. Uh, Three out of five have some college or, or college graduate or beyond. And then um, one of the um, one of the um, initiatives that NASCAR has made over the last few years is really uh, trying to um, be relevant in the changing demographic of the country. So our multicultural diversity inclusion um, initiatives are really starting to pay off. I went to Pocono uh, for the first time this past summer, and uh, not only did I see a Ton of you can tell if they're a new fan because they don't know what to do, and they kind of their eyes are big and wide, and and um, many many of those much more than I've ever seen before uh, were were multicultural, African American, Hispanic. Uh, so those those uh, demographics are really um, starting to uh, embrace the sport, you know, with the likes of Bubba Wallace and Daniel Suarez and our champion um, Kyle Larson, who um, who is Asian American. Um, it's uh, really, it's, it, we're starting to see that multicultural, um, not a shift, but I would say definitely um, a response uh, and uh, starting to, to follow our sport. Where are the where are the fans located? Well, um, for a sport that was born in the southeast, it's still heavy southeast. The biggest uh, percentage of fans are in the southeast. But if you take a look at those percentages, 60 percent are located outside of uh, of the southeast. So, um, you know, that's that's a good thing to talk about, especially if your station isn't located uh, in the southeast on the right hand side where it says top markets, as far as concentration of NASCAR fans. Well, that is the television DMAs, okay? So if you're located in the Roanoke or Dayton or Grand Rapids DMA, um, or any of those DMAs listed there, that's something that that you can definitely use in your package to show that um, there are a ton of NASCAR fans uh, in your your television DMA. And I can uh, share some of that information with you um, if you email me when I send this out to everybody. Um, You know what what those numbers are. I can share those with you. Um, And and they're broke out with, uh, you know, interest in NASCAR, um, you know, the percentage of fans, the index of fans, you know, as compared to the general population for those for those DMAs. I can I can definitely share those with you. So one of the calling cards for NASCAR and the NASCAR fan has always been the loyalty of that fan uh, to our sport. Um, They've always realized that it takes a lot of money uh, for a NASCAR team to field uh, a car or two cars or whatever it happens to be. So they're more than willing. Um, In fact, they feel like it's part of their responsibility to the sport to spend money with those sponsors that spend money in the sport. Uh, NASCAR is the most brand loyal fan in all of sports. Four or five NASCAR fans believe it is important to be aware of the sports official partners. Um, NASCAR fans, 65% say that they're gonna try a product or service that the sponsors um, are in or support it at 67% or recommend it to others at 64%. So it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge selling point on how loyal these fans are. If they fans are going to hear the commercials on your radio station um, in our broadcasts. Um, they are definitely going to, uh, to support those, those sponsors. We can uh, drill down a little bit deeper. Um for NASCAR radio listeners versus NASCAR fans, um, radio listeners are, are are even more loyal. They're kind of the P ones of the P ones when it comes to NASCAR fans. You know, about a third of NASCAR fans say that they specifically follow the sport on the radio. So that you know, that's your loyal, loyal most uh, P one of all P ones. So it stands to reason that they are more even the NASCAR radio fans are even more loyal than just NASCAR fans in general. For instance, uh, NASCAR radio fans are 21% more likely to be familiar with the company to sponsor NASCAR and its drivers. Uh, Towards the middle on these graphs, um, NASCAR radio fans are 72% more likely to support NASCAR sponsors than they more likely than that they support sponsors of other sports. And the one that's uh, next to last, going towards uh, you know left to right, uh, NASCAR radio listeners are 51% more likely to always buy products and services from companies that sponsor NASCAR. Those are really uh, those are silver bullets when it comes to uh, when you're pitching um, the NASCAR fan uh, to your um, to your local clients. And I have a testimonial here from a gentleman you might know, you might even have one of his businesses in your um, in your market. But uh, Marcus Lemonis, the CEO of Camping World is a huge believer in, in NASCAR. And he says, we haven't seen the sort of notoriety level of web traffic and social interaction with any other sponsorship for, of any other kind we did a lot of Major League Baseball, a lot of college football, but there's something different about the NASCAR fan. And, um, you know, if you have a RV dealership um, in your market, and even if they aren't one of his companies, they're going to know who Marcus Lemonis is. And um, he is a huge supporter and a huge um, um, believer in the power of, of the NASCAR fan, the buying power of the NASCAR fan. And he's shown it by being the, uh, well, this this picture shows that when they named it the Gander Outdoors Truck Series, but currently it's the Camping World, uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, which is another one of his brands. And who knows, in a couple of years, it may be the Overton's. You just, you just never know. But um, what, what Marcus wants to do and what brand he wants to support with that sponsorship. So that all leads to objections. We all get objections when uh, uh, when we're when we're face to face with a client. So let's go over some of the most common ones, the ones that um, you know we hear uh, more um, often. As when I talk to radio stations, when we hear more often, when we're talking to advertisers, you know, for instance, aren't NASCAR fans just a bunch? of rednecks or hicks or backwards people, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, clients aren't always politically correct. And they certainly uh, will, uh, will try to make you off your game by maybe using a term that, that, that you don't like to hear. But uh, NASCAR fans, they're not rednecks. No, they're blue collar. They have a blue collar sensibility and they are loyal. NASCAR fans purchase over $2 billion in branded NASCAR merchandise a year. And that includes uh, whether it's team merchandise or uh, our our NASCAR merchandise, but it's branded by, guess what? The sponsor, right? So uh, they're 80% more likely to own an ATV, 36% more likely to buy a new car, 12% more likely than the general population to earn more than 40K annually. They have purchasing power. And uh, they're definitely somebody that uh, your advertisers want in your business. Is a NASCAR Southern sport? We just talked about that a little bit. Yeah, I was born in the South. And the biggest uh, number of concentrated fans are in the South. But 60% of NASCAR fans live outside the Southeast. Truly is a national sport. Speaking of uh, national sport nationally on TV. Don't NASCAR fans watch the races on TV? Well, sure they do. Some do. Um, but it's a long season and uh, there's a lot of races and those races are long. So to uh, to make an appointment to uh, sit in front of the TV for four hours or more every weekend is just just impossible for 40 weeks out of a 52week year. You just can't. There's always going to be something that comes up. So uh, NASCAR fans. They follow their sport on the radio. In fact, I mentioned it earlier, 30% or about a third of NASCAR fans specifically say that they follow it on the radio. And uh, the great thing about radio and the great thing about MRN and PRN and NASCAR on the radio is that, um, you know, our listeners are your listeners. So, you know, if you get somewhere around 70% of of your listenership outside of the home, whether it's at work or in the car, uh, so do we. That's, they, they use the media, your medium, your radio station, um, just like they always do. That's how they use the, the, the medium of radio. So um, we have about, uh, let's see here, it's about, uh, for, let's see here, about 20, I think it's about 21% of our listenership is still at home. So you got to figure it. It's um, so seventy. So if there's seventy percent that are outside the home in the car, um, you have twenty one percent in the home. The rest are at work. It's a Sunday afternoon. Not a lot of people work on Sundays, so that makes sense. So of that twenty one percent or so that are um, at uh, at the home at home, okay, forty percent of that twenty one percent, they're watching on TV turning down the audio and listening to your broadcast. So that's like I said, we are the, you know, the our, our the NASCAR radio listener is the P1 of all P1 fans. And uh the way they use uh NASCAR on the radio certainly shows it. Um in 2021 there was only 17 of 39 cup races broadcast on your local Fox and NBC affiliate. In 2022, um just over half the races um, are going to be on uh, satellite or, uh, or just about half the radio, just about half the races are going to be on satellite or cable only uh, networks of uh, ssfs one and uh, NBC, you know, Sunsetting, NBCSN. Now the races will be on the USA network, uh, which is good because it has about 20 million more homes than um, uh, the uh, uh, NBC SN ever did. So that's good for the sport and um, that means more people will uh, b- have access to it, and more people having access to it and being uh, interested in it means there's more chances that they're going to be listening to the radio and uh, turning down that uh, turning down that volume uh, while they watch. Um, 39 races spread over four networks. It's confusing week to week, even for a die hard fan, however, the races, are in the same place every week on your station. And that is definitely a selling point uh, to those uh, to those uh, um, folks out there buying radio advertising. Where's the value of a NASCAR fan for my business? Well, you know, local advertiser, you're going to be joining uh, some really good company when five out of the Forbes top, Ten most valuable brands use NASCAR for their marketing of their products. Uh, one in four Fortune 500 companies in America also use NASCAR. More than one in four Fortune 500 companies are involved in the sport. It is the number one sport in marketing participation uh, for the Fortune 500. And these companies spend millions of dollars on marketing the Na- uh, NASCAR fans, and uh, they wouldn't if, uh, if they didn't get that return on that investment like Marcus Le- Leonis was talking about. Uh, why would anyone listen to the NAS- NASCAR on the radio? Well, NASCAR fans bring their sport with them. Uh, the season is long. The race is long, four hours plus every week. Um, 31% of all NASCAR fans claim that they follow their sport on the radio because people are mobile. People are active. You know, Sundays used to be, you know, you'd go to church and you'd go home, but now it's, uh, soccer in the morning, you know, shopping for the week in the afternoon, mowing the lawn, getting everything done because people are working on Saturdays now. And, you know, it's just, it's just not that nine to five Monday through Friday society anymore. Um, you know, with, with kids being, you know, kids sports being so prevalent and, uh, and, um, people working, uh, you know, you know, both both adults working, um, you know, sometimes you got to work on Saturday or you're working a second job or whatever. So that leaves Sunday to do all your catch up. Well, you can't do any catch up, you know, if you're sitting in front of the television. So uh, it's good that they, the NASCAR fans are willing to bring their sport along with them when they're uh, in the car or, or whatnot, doing their errands on Sundays. Aren't all NASCAR fans men? Well, 67% of NASCAR fans are men, but NASCAR also has the highest percentage of fans who are women, more than any other sport. So don't discount, you know, uh, businesses out there that cater to women. Um, you know, there might be a play there that um, that that makes makes a lot of sense. Are NASCAR fans too old for my business? 37 percent of all NASCAR fans are aged 35 to 54 that's the highest earning potential of a person's life and then on top of that you add in the baby boomers who are working longer they're healthier they have more spending income or spending money than they did in generations past the people in in, in that age, you know in that um, uh, 60 plus age group um, you know when you go to a NASCAR uh, race and you walk through the um, camping area and you see all these class a you know hundreds of thousands of dollars bus type campers um who's driving them yeah they're usually you know in their 60s because they can afford them and um so don't discount the baby boomer although uh you know the ad agencies and the um uh, the, the the media buyers want you to forget about them but you and uh, your, uh, your clients on Main Street know that baby boomers spend a lot of money in your market. And, uh, and baby boomers, uh, they enjoy NASCAR. It's about 50% um, of NASCAR fans are baby boomers. Don't people listen to radio during the week? NASCAR races around the weekends. Well, that's why we've made an appointment with them. We've promoted it all week long. Uh, NASCAR fans bring their sport with them. Like I said, 31% of NASCAR fans follow their sport on the radio. And uh, Nielsen has said for quite a few years now that radio listening data shows weekend listening and most demos mirrors that of uh, what you'd get in afternoon drive. It's just shifted. It's not as early or it's not as late. Um, It's in the middle of the day on Saturday and, um, and on Sunday. Why should I advertise? On your NASCAR broadcast when none of my competitors are. Well, that's the perfect reason too. You know, if the demos of NASCAR match up and the idea aligns with your marketing plan, why wouldn't any advertiser want that conduit to such a loyal and sponsor-friendly audience as a NASCAR um, fan represents? So in 2022, we're going to have over 300 hours of live event coverage. We cover uh, all four uh, NASCAR National Touring Series, um, with the um, NASCAR buying the Arkmenard Series a couple of years back, and um, and merging that with the K&N Series. Now we just have the uh, Arkmenard Series, which of course has a couple of regional regional series underneath that. But um, we do uh, about 15 of those races um, each year since we since uh, NASCAR bought those. So over 300 hours of live event coverage. Um, is planned for for this year from from MRN. Uh, Some of the stations on this call also air some of our essential programming. And this is just a a cool little slide that describes what the programs are and a a great way to uh, copy and paste some logos into your uh, your, uh, pitches when you're talking about those particular programs uh, on your radio station. So uh, you have your traditional and you have your non-traditional uh, types of sponsors for, for NASCAR. So this slide kind of represents uh, our 2022 uh, MRN partners. I put this up there because if there's a local tie to any of these, please go out and sell it to them. We don't have any um, any restrictions as far as selling to sponsors, unlike some other um, sports, you know, especially the college sports are very protective of of some of their sponsors and they don't want you going out and 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 selling to uh to them or even their competitors uh, but we we have absolutely no no qualms with you uh if there's a, a local a progressive answer uh, agent that wants to be in your nascar broadcast bring them on um you know if uh if state farm wants to be on put them on you know there's like i said there's no uh, ad c- categories or ad client uh, that is off uh, off limits when it comes to our broadcasts. Um, uh, please uh, s- sell whenever and wherever you can. So let's look at a couple of, uh, oh, so, so yeah, just to backtrack just for a second. So traditional categories would be automotive, uh, they'd be insurance, uh, they'd be uh, adult beverages, uh, soft drinks, uh, QSRs, um, fast food, uh, anything like that is pretty much traditional. What we would call traditional NASCAR uh, advertising clients. Let's take a look at um, some others, that maybe that you you haven't thought of, or 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 are a little more um, uh, non-traditional. As I said earlier, NASCAR's a blue-collar sport. Okay, um, it doesn't mean that the 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 fan uh, works a blue collar job, what it means is they have a blue collar sensibility. You know, they like the outdoors. They like to, um, uh, do it yourself. You know, they, uh, they don't have any problem, um, you know, changing their tires or, or, uh, painting a wall or, or, or mowing the grass. Um, and they certainly love all the outdoor sports, whether it's hunting, fishing, camping, uh, and so on ATVs, motorcycles, that sort of thing, snowmobiles, personal watercraft boats, you know, all that outdoor stuff is perfect, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for the NASCAR fan. Uh, one of the categories under automotive that usually gets, uh, overlooked is, uh, auto glass and transmission shops. You know, those, uh, those, uh, managers of those, um, of those types of, um, uh, clients, uh, could very well be, uh, fans and it'd be a passion, uh, be a passion sale. Um, as far as auto parts stores, both new and used, don't forget the used guys. Um, uh, once again, those guys are more likely to be a fan of the sport and they definitely know their do it yourself, uh, clientele, um, uh, are as well. Big boy toys. We mentioned those quickly. That's always a great, um, Uh, a great category, traditional category, one that uh, usually has co-op on hunting, fishing, camping, Uh, home and garden, lawn equipment, compact tractors, power equipment, you know once again lots of co-op in those categories so go after those, home improvement as well and then I like to talk about jewelry and florists and the reason why is that those Particular categories, they always think about their marketing on female-focused formats or female-focused uh, um, uh, venues uh, to get their word out. But in reality, the largest percent of shoppers at those types of businesses are men, because men are always—they never can figure out, you know, what to get for an anniversary. Or a birthday, um, or a I'm sorry, gift, whatever it might be. Um, we're not very creative, us men, and uh, those jewelry stores and florists would be a perfect people to go out and talk to when it comes to when it comes to comes to NASCAR. So I got about ten minutes to talk about um, prices and packaging. And uh, then we'll open it up to uh, to questions in the chat. So if you've uh, written down or taken any notes and have any questions, go ahead and put them in the chat. We'll go over those here after we talk about pricing and packaging. Um, as we get into the pricing and packaging, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Um, when I open these slides up, don't uh, don't worry about what the numbers are on them. I based it on a very to do, to do the math very easily, um, putting. Putting the dollars on our the weekday spots and do it added value for the weekend, uh, or you can do it vice versa. We have stations that do the exact opposite. They put the value uh, on the uh, NASCAR spots on the weekend and then they do the added value during the week. So when you when you think about it, first of all, you need to think about number one. to price it to what your market's going to bear so whatever that unit rate is that um that makes sense for your market you know start there then you want to look at uh the inventory available to you to uh to dedicate to this package whether it's uh during the week uh on the weekends but you know outside of our our program what inventory in our programming you have to work with and for for the number of uh sponsors that are available um and then, how do you play that inventory? Um, is it during the week? Is it going to be, you know, six a to to six a? 6A? Is it going to be six a to seven p? Is it going to be front loaded in the beginning of the week because all the car dealers take up all your Thursday and Friday inventory? It Once again, you have to look at it. To what makes sense and best for you? These are just suggestions, but those are things to keep in top of mind when you're building building your packages so I have a um, I have a uh, standard package here that I split into th- three um, three levels so that it's um, palatable for different sized uh, advertisers um, and I've separated it you know I've looked at the inventory available for the races and uh, to be able to fit what is that 10. 18 different sponsors, so for this would fit. So this would be uh, a three-tiered package that could fit 18 different sponsors um, uh, with a high level, a medium level, and a low level, all getting exposure, not just in the broadcast, but also uh, during the week. So let's take a look at the top-level package. Once again, I have priced it at $25 a spot. Um, and we take a look at uh, the Legends package. It's limited to four people and i did that because there's typically 4 hours in a uh, in a race broadcast so uh, not only do they get 4 30 second commercials in each race broadcast they also get a uh weekly uh weekly uh hour long sponsorship of the race so um each hour we have six 70 second breaks um that you can take advantage of so that extra 10 seconds could be sponsored. It could be one of these legends sponsors. So it could be uh, NASCAR on uh, WMRN is brought to you by uh, Joe's fix it and repair shop, you know? Check out Joe at 1-800-FIX-IT-JOE, you know? So that's your 10 seconds identifying the radio station but also using it as a sponsor in this uh, hour long sponsorship. And you could do that for four different sponsors over a four hour broadcast. Um, you know, at this Legends package level. Um, a rotating schedule of sponsorship of NASCAR today daily at 4.45 PM, that's when we feed it. It may not be when you run it and you may not even run NASCAR today, but it kind of shows you how you can uh, tie in uh, our ancillary programs or, our, or what we call our essential programs into, into packages uh, for your NASCAR sponsors. This level of um, sponsorship includes 120 30 second commercials each month. I've chosen uh, because I've looked at my inventory that I can do that Monday through Saturday from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. on a rotating basis. Uh, this particular package will uh, include a company logo and website link on our NASCAR information webpage on wmrn.com and uh, in my fake radio station. Um, you know, and and maybe it's not this, maybe you don't have, uh, somebody, uh, in your station that's able to, um, manage and to, uh, curate your, your website. Maybe you've, you know, maybe that's somebody that's offsite that does that and you just don't have, uh, the time to, to work with them. Maybe. So then maybe what this is, is just social media pushes, or maybe it's, uh, you know, um, spots inside your um, dynamically inserted um, spots in your stream, you know, whatever it is, whatever these, and I have two lines here of digital type sale to include in this, Um, you know, whatever works for you is what you can put in here. Um, I have here as well, a sponsor mentioned uh, included in four weekly social media pushes. Now uh, we send out um, each week for not just our, races, but also the PRN races, we send out social media formatted scripts that you can either use verbatim or you can edit and uh, and, and make them your own. So we try to do that to, to help you out with that because we know everybody's wearing multiple hats. So all these, uh, not only do they have the proper names of the event and the sponsorship information, you know, the entitlements and all that stuff. They also have the official handles and hashtags for those events and those um, series and uh, and uh, tracks that they're at. So it's uh, we've done all the research for you, um, and we provide those to you. So if you don't have, uh, uh, you know, if you're not getting those, or if you don't have a web person uh, um, listed with us, please uh, let your rep know, and we'll we'll definitely uh, make sure that they're getting those. And finally, uh, we'll include 40, 40 second, uh, f- sorry, include 40, 60 second uh, recorded promotional announcements uh, and 40 live promotional announcements each month. So you'd, uh, you know, you'd have them listed in your promos. Uh, we provide promos um, with uh, with every race broadcast. And um, if you need to make those longers to include your uh, your sponsors we can certainly uh get you the beds that we use it's just a uh, a quick little uh yes that's all we're going to use this bed for is to uh to extend your promo uh with it uh so that we you can include your sponsors uh, on the promos that we sent you, because the promos we send you, I think have about a five-second uh, 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 bed at the end, so that you can uh, get your, you know, identify your radio station. But if you reach out to your rep and ask for that bed, then you can make it, you know, make it a 60-second spot, or or if uh, if you're a radio station that promos don't have to be any specific link, you can make it as long or as short as you want to to include these these you know these four um, top of the line. Um, uh, sponsors now once again don't don't get hung up on uh, that three thousand dollar monthly investment number it could be higher it could be lower it just depends on you know once again what's priced um, that your local market can bear but what i do want to draw attention to you is that it's billed 12 months february to january well bob we you didn't ask her only races for 10 months yeah but you're on the air 12 months out of the year, 365, 24 seven, you know, use the power of NASCAR and there's the power of this package to, um, to extend them for December and January when we're not racing, we're still providing content. We still have those ancillary programs and those essential programs um, that, uh, that uh, you're probably airing. Um, uh, So, uh, and you're, you know, you could still, you know, put those, four thirty-second commercials in Sunday afternoon, um, whether there's a race there or not. So, I highly suggest that you don't look at NASCAR as a ten-month package, but you look at it as a true, true annual, annual package. So that's the high level. The middle level just takes some stuff away, makes it a little more, a little, a uh, little less expensive, a little more affordable, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, this one includes a one thirty-second commercial each week inside NASCAR Live, our Tuesday night uh, hour-long program. Whether you air it or not, you could make that a one thirty-second adjacency to one of our two two-minute programs, whether it's um, NASCAR Hot Pass or Monday Morning Race Recap or uh, NAS, uh, uh, NASCAR Today. Whatever you'd like, um, you can certainly, uh, you know, interchange those, interchange those there, and then finally our our. Uh, Lower, lowest level package, um, the rookie package limited to eight people, two 30 second commercials in each race broadcast, 40 30 second commercials uh, uh, during the week and then uh, you know the link and the logo on the web page so they still have a little bit of uh, digital exposure and then of course included in kind of a rotation of the live promotional announcements that your uh, your uh, DJs do or your voice trackers do or, or, or what have you. And that does it for Selling Speed, the podcast, our January bonus edition. If you would like to actually see the visuals from this webinar, the video, uh, you can look in the comments here and get that link. If you want the deck we um, were working from, you can also get a link as well in the comments uh, on this podcast. And I'd like to remind you that you can get this podcast monthly in your digital device just by signing up for free a subscription Uh, you can subscribe at any of the major podcast platforms we're on all of them and that does it for me bob quick and this january edition good luck i hope you sell those last few nascar packages that you have prior the daytona 500 good luck and happy selling